But he's on me about fucking smoking. He's like, <coughs> smoking is like, <coughs> you're gonna die from fucking <coughs> smoking. It's like, <coughs> fuck you with your fucking <coughs> smoking. When was the last time you used? Tell me about the last time you took drugs. Well, I was fucking fucking Wall Street, fucking people around, fucking doing, ask me something. I knew I'd go to the fucking movies. problem with What's Big Bone Blow here in August and that we were planning an entire month of fucking motorcycle biker oh, movies, okay. but then, uh, you know, a tornado descended upon Baby Bone Blow Studios. Torecho. Just like a mere couple of hours before we were... Torecho. Recording last week, and it, it really knocked us out for a few days, and fucking Literally. knocked us on our our booties, and mm-hmm. we got bruised booties right now. And we were a lot like that hit movie BC. I was a lot like that hit movie fucking Twister, where I just felt like I was following around my dad, sad, like is dad ever gonna accept me? I'm more like also there's a tornado, but also there's a tornado. I'm more like the movie Gummo, which takes place months later after. Rest in peace, mom from Gummo. Oh yeah, also yeah. Oh, oh, <laughs> a legitimate oh. actress who was in real movies. But we only care about mom from Gummo, where she yeah. held that weird tap dancing down in that disgusting basement. Pretty sure I've that weird no shit piled up. real basement. Yeah, real disgusting. Everybody basement. went to like, school with, with a kid the kid who had, had that the, basement. The, the parents who was just like, oh, he came over to your house, and it doesn't look like our house. It looks yeah. like a house where. There's roaches everywhere, and everything's piled up fucking Oh, heaven forbid if they smoked and, in there, uh, too. Yeah, nobody ever cleaned anything in here. My heavens. My Either way, heavens. Gummo is a fucking great fucking little film to watch. If you ain't seen Gummo, mm-hmm. you can go fuck yourself. And also, that woman was in a lot of movies that, like, uh, she did great work in that... People were like, this is why we put her in Gummo, but I don't care. I'm not going to remember any of them right now. She's only the mom in Gummo. Duh. Tap dancing Smile mom in Gummo. Blow your with fucking no bra head off. on, sticking a gun to her fucking child's head. That's that's how I want to remember her. Resting but ground. How about Resting the fact the ground. in the same breath, she was also the greatest mom ever, bringing her child Buschetti dinners in the bathtub while washing There's his hair? nothing more disgusting than watching that. Little fucking mealy-mouthed child shoveling spaghetti down his gullet while in a dirty, dirty, disgusting, mold-covered bathtub. With bacon taped to the wall behind him? It's fucking like the greatest cinema achievement that's ever happened in in art film history. Gummo. Like it makes you want to throw throw up because it's it's genuine. It's a genuine response. 
And I feel like now, like, when she's gone and we're all mourning her. When you're gone! If it was in normal corona times, we could get, like, some sort of sweet fucking, like, uh, movie marathon and one of these indie art house fucking things going on we could go to. But that just doesn't exist yeah. anymore. You can't go see a movie in a theater anymore unless it's, like, you sort of can, but, like, you'd have to, like, get on a fucking train which is disgusting and then like sit in a theater that's like 50 percent don't want to do it don't want to do it i uh this is the one of the things i'm missing most out of like all this disgusting shit is like being able to go to an actual movie theater and see an actual weird movie not like the latest x-men or whatever but like an actual movie in an actual movie theater yeah it's yeah. killing me. I haven't done it since fucking February, I guess. Like, since fucking February. Well, AMC's coming back. AMC's great. Ben Affleck got a movie coming out. I'll I'll go watch it with fucking... No, I'm not going to go fucking see it. He had a movie out in March. Did no he? one saw was it. Was it good? <laughs> no, COVID happened, so they okay, just... Check that out. They just put it out to rent, Affleck and then nobody rented it. Work. Like... He's at least good at directing shit. He's, he's, nobody wants him as a leading man. Do you want to hear the story of his film? <laughs> oh, so much so. It's, I want to hear it so bad. You've probably never heard of a movie like this. Oh, so like, oh no. It's starting to sound like something I want to hear about less he's like, and less and less every he, fucking second you're talking about it. Dude really used to be somebody, right? Mm-hmm. And then he kind of gets he's a down on his luck. Hashtag family man, maybe? Uh, no, have you no. Seen, have you seen Family Man with no, Nick Cage? I, that's, that's, that's a fine that's film. A Bad movie. Uh, where it could have gone a, two different ways. No, oh no, Weatherman. We like Weatherman. Weatherman's great. That her colleagues call her camel toes. What are you talking about? It leaves the crease in her vagina that they can discern through her clothing. What? What's a frosty? What, sure, what, ask her. What? What is a frosty? She's got a camel toe. What we call in England a camel toe. As she, Mr. Cage, mm. it looks like her vagina is eating her trousers. Some people just want to watch the trousers eat vagina. Or the vagina eat the trousers. I don't know. What, what, is, what, what, are, you, what are you talking about? Was there a movie we were talking uh, about? Ben Affleck, he's a down-on-his-luck guy. Read into it. He's a drunk. And he has to coach a team. In real life. He has to coach a team. I've seen those posts. I'm not directing fucking Batman movies and starring them anymore. Fucking titties he had going on. Yeah. He's a drunk. He's a drunk. Sad. Washed out of Warner Brothers. We know drunk. our own when we Big see him. Big titty em. drunk. Yeah. Oh. Big titty drunk. That's me right here, right now. Yeah. That's, that's how I'm living my goddamn life. Yeah, baby. Baby, all them blow. Got them titties and them drunk. What you gotta do now that he's like uh, fucking washed out? He's gotta like coach a fucking children's hockey team? Is that what's going on? No, he's uh, Jimmy Hoops, you know? Oh, wow. He's gotta coach a children's basketball team? I think so. I'll watch that. Yeah, it didn't look awful. Sounds great. Beam it to my fucking head. I don't know. I'm not going to fucking leave my house. Just yeah, however you upload the, the films send these days. Send it to me in my house. Like, send it straight to my are head. Are you guys finally going to be like, Ugh, I guess we don't have to fucking negotiate with movie theaters anymore because that's not a thing? Yeah. Let's just start sending the movies we've made out to people's houses because that's where you are. Yeah. That's where you are. Pick Why a do you lane. Keep denying man. it. Like pick a lane, bro. Movie theaters don't have any more negotiation bro. fucking like they got nothing. They're they're holding nothing in their hand, but you're this, still acting like 
Yeah. Come back and blah, blah, blah. No, nobody's going to movie theaters anymore. You don't got to negotiate with them anymore. You got a movie that can make some money. put it out. Put them out to people's houses. Put them out to people's houses. I'll pay 30 bucks to rent it. Everyone will because we're so desperate for any sort of just like little taste of what is almost human connection. Oh, no, I've always felt this way. I hate dealing with people at theaters. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. oh sure. Yeah, I've always felt that way, too. It's, it's not nothing new. We've always felt this way. All right. All right. I hate, I hate going to the theaters. Matt. Nate. You fucking introduce uh, this podcast yeah, right now. So I said the name of the show do. like five times, oh, but did you? we're your hosts. I'm Matt. With me as always. Right here. He is. Very drunk. The Marcus Goodrich Theaters. Mm. To my AMC, he is Nate Adams. Ahoy, everybody. I was going to try and, you know... Approach this one because we did get canceled last week by yeah. a tornado destroyer. Not by culture. Baby Oil and Blow Yet. Studios. God came down and crushed our fucking podcasting studios. He's always pissing which on a our thing. Podcast. And I was like, we're coming back. We've rebuilt our studios. We should come back fucking roaring, raring, ready to go. Like uh, All those R's. We should have all the fucking, like, I should have fucking, like, you know. Should have watched this movie a few times. We should have done yeah. a lot of research. And you did. Have not a, a lot of things. I didn't. I no, didn't. you did all. Of it. Oh, I was. I was. You did all. Planning on doing it today, but instead, I just ended up sitting at a bar that I was going to have lunch at, and then the lunch turned into like, "Hey, you know how to make drinks behind this bar? Why don't you make me a bunch more drinks? And I'm just going to sit here and fucking drink them." So that's been it's the best kind of lunch. That's been my fucking day. And now we're just rolling into this thing completely fucking inebriated. But I've talked to the fan base out there as it is like uh, all fucking four or five of you. I was going to say, what Tom Rock have to it say? It seems like there's a few people who are just like being mostly inebriated is a little bit what they like about this podcast. So maybe I'm just giving people more of what they I fucking f- like. I feel far less guilty now. So let's let's drunkenly stumble into the first little segment we always do here, which is called The, the Rundown, where we run down everything this movie's about a little bit, and we let you know what we're going to talk about. Okay, first off. Wait, do we have a sponsor? Sponsored by, for sure. Your mother. Uh, it's the Lingerie Fighting Championship, <laughs> which is... Uh, Ooh, Lingerie Fighting it's, Championship. Uh, the only exclusive MMA promotion that sees fighters grappling in sultry lingerie inside the cage. Do they still... Do they call themselves. Do they still follow us on Instagram? Uh, if they, they don't... They did. They did, and they do have fights going on during Sturgis this week. Oh! They have... L C your L fucking L F C shit going on going on. If you are in South Dakota, if you are on a motorcycle, if you are a white person, if you don't care about spreading diseases, you can yeah. go see Andre fighting right now. Yeah. Right now, as we fucking speak, you can check it out. Sexy, sexy women wearing only their mm. underthings, punching each other. Anywhere but the face? There's one Four more Not in the years. Face. Not in the Four face. Four more years. Check it out. Check it out. Uh, what the LFC is bringing to us, though, is our rundown of 
Beyond the Law from 1993. What the LFC is the this ro- is, is Beyond the not Law belong, about? Beyond the Law from 2019. Don't mistakenly watch the that. The spiritual movie. successor to Above the Law? It's from 1993. It's a spiritual okay. successor to, I feel like, uh, Stone Cold, which is the last fucking thing we covered. I think you're right. We skipped over the one, the tornado movie. I, f- I forget even what, what Savage La- Dawn. Lance Henriksen. Savage Dawn will forever be known as the tornado movie. Yeah. Like, yeah, sorry. Didn't get to watch it. Didn't get to talk about it. Uh, maybe Sorry, someday. Bill maybe Paxton. Someday. Find a new name for your movie because we stole the tornado movie. It's got a runtime of 108 minutes. That's what we like. The law. It's got a budget of... Who knows? Nobody really knows, but it says on the internet estimated eighteen million, but that means fucking nothing. Yeah, they don't know. Nobody knows. That's just posturing. There's no way Lionsgate got the that gross, much money in '93. Yeah, nothing, nothing. Nobody watched this. Yeah. There's definitely not a fucking gross. They made it for six this million. Had to have been they, a failure. they made six hundred eighty-five thousand. Whatever. Director of this film, Larry Ferguson, who's a who's kind of a longtime writer there in Hollywood. He's oh yeah. Got, Writing credits on Highlander, a movie I know that we I all love appreciate. that series. Uh, Beverly Hills Cop Two, I know a, a movie that I love appreciates. that series. Uh, the Hunt for Red October, like John McTiernan, you're working with him. God, I God only damn, you made it. I only respect Jim from The Office as that character. <laughs> we, we we all agree with that. He 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 made it his own. Uh, as a director, he only really did this though, and then went on to do like. One more Lance Hendrickson western that like that was, nice was even less seen than fucking this one was. Like, I, but you know what? I bet Lance Hendrickson stick had to a writing, fun time. Boy, stick, Lance Hendrickson always has a good time. Like yeah. that's he's a pro. He's a pro. He's a good guy that way. Um, let's get into the stars of this film. Charlie Sheen, as we said, is the star. He is mm. playing Dan Saxon slash Sid slash. Wait, <laughs> slash what? He's got more names. There's a third name. There, there's the third name. I don't, I don't remember it. But uh, Dan Sax. Oh, okay, so real life Dan Saxon slash Sid is motorcycle name because much like fucking Stone Cold, this is a cop who goes undercover to infiltrate yeah. a biker gang and much and like Stone take Cold, them all down. This is also based on a true story. Uh, everything's based on a true story. You know Charlie Sheen, of course, from motorcycling. Again, in that movie, The Wraith, we already watched and we already covered. That's a baby will blow fucking archiver right there. Yeah. But also, he was Topper Harley in, uh, and also, I. Hot shots. How many, how many episodes of, uh, Two and a Half Men have you seen him in? Like, Me. Oh, a lot of them. You've seen a lot of them. You've seen a lot of episodes of that show. My, figured, little, little Davey, little Davey O. Yeah. He's the John Cryer to my Charlie Sheen. It's <laughs> disgusting. Also in this movie, Linda Fiorentino is playing Renee. She's a journalist who inexplicably is allowed to just like have full access to all the illegal things. Because she paid blood $5,000. A biker gang is doing in this movie. She's Doi. also, she showed her boobs in a million erotic thrillers <laughs> in the 1990s. But she was also in Men in Black. So like that's the one thing she, I think she didn't show her boobs in. Yeah, this is the part where you cut out what we're talking about mm-hmm. and you drop that audio from Dirty Work where they're watching that porn called Men in Black Doing Other Men or whatever it is. Okay, yeah, okay. And he's all like, note to self. Okay, we're all set. One, two, three, look away. Look. 
An alien. Yeah, we better have sex with each other. Note to self, Sam just looked at the screen. No, I didn't. I was just making sure that the real had the... Hey, this alien looks just like a hot guy. You're right. We better have sex with him. He was into boys. To men. ABC, BBC. BBD. Um, Michael Madsen is the next guy on my list here. That guy never skipped a beat. He's playing the character of Blood. Blood. Who's the fucking leader of the biker gang. Leader of the pack. Vroom, 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 vroom. If you don't know him from this movie, you probably know him as being Glenn from Free Willy. Yeah, I was going to say, isn't that the the dad from Free Willy? 100%. Hey, good morning. Michael Madsen here. I'm stuck at home like everybody else, and I'm trying to come up with some good ideas and something I can do to help everybody during this terrible time. I have a great product. It's uh, American Badass Hot Sauce and American Badass Mustard. I'd like to give it away if I can to first responders and um, nurses and doctors especially and people on the front line that are putting themselves in harm's way. Um, I need some help. I'm calling out to Kanye West or Jimmy Kimmel you see this video please get in touch with me because i have a new website i have the product on the website and people could start ordering right away and i could get it out all over the place to everybody and um it's a good way to have a nice breakfast or lunch or dinner this works out enough i can even i can give it out to homeless people i'll bring it to shelters and every place i can possibly get it uh stuck at home with my my family and it's a wonderful time but we all got to think of something to do for everybody who's um in trouble with this terrible terrible thing so please um michael madsen american badass products and i'd like to make them available to everybody who's in this situation we need some help kanye west jimmy kimmel i never met you kanye but uh i do know jimmy Maybe the both of you could could, uh, help me with what I'm trying to do. If I can get this on TV. Uh, It's a great product. uh, It's good for everybody. We're stuck at home. and uh, Okay, God bless. Leon Rippey is in this movie playing Virgil. Hey, we got to free this fucking oil. Hey, kid. Maybe special needs guy. Hey, kid, your whale's dying. Who's maybe associated with the biker gang who likes... Sort of. Can't help but notice your fucking whale's dying. Helps fucking Charlie Sheen. Who does? I was doing my own thing. Fucking Leon Rippey. Oh, Virgil. Tom Nuttall? AKA Tom Nuttall from Deadwood. Tom Nuttall from Deadwood's in this movie. Playing a career who, or a character who was dumbfounding to me. Dumbfounding to me, this whole thing. Um, Who's just a sweet, sweet man. And you can't sort of help but. Not like him, just like Swearingen did. Swearingen was like, "Fuck it, you can have a bar." Dennis Berkeley's in this movie playing Oatmeal, the fat ass fucking fat guy of the fat fucking biker gang. He, of course, is Theo from Son in Law. Hell yeah, we've seen him in a couple movies before this, like 
I don't even remember what, but he'll always just be Theo for, from Son-in-Law to me. So like whenever I see him, I just refer to him as Theo. Can I, can I tell you what he did in 1993? I think he was an Action Jackson. In this order. Okay. Um, uh, what, no, what? was it Action Jackson? Yeah, I forget which it was. We've no, no, he was, like in, two he was in two movies. He was in, in Don't Stop or My Mom or Stop or My Mom Will Shoot. Don't Stop yeah. or My Mom Will Shoot. That's for yeah. fucking sure. Uh, he, he was in, uh, or no, in, in the same year in this order, he was Hank in Sidekicks. Oh man, that's a terrible movie. Follows it's one of the worst movies you can watch. Follows it up as Oatmeal, and mm-hmm. then kicks off, just ends ninety three the movie as Theo. Theo and son in law. That's a nineteen ninety. That's a hell of a right year, there. dude. How do you nineteen ninety three like that? That's Charlie really Sheen had Hot Shots, this movie, and uh, fucking Three Musketeers all in the same year. Oh, man. I'm sort of a fucking stand for that. That Disney Three Musketeers, Oliver Platt's Beat fucking. It Oliver Platt is charming fucking love. that shit. Rebecca De Mornay, Rebecca De Mornay, she's you, fucking killing it. Remember how Oliver Platt's in that movie, and you think as Charlie Sheen is the fat one in that movie? <laughs> I've Oliver Platt, thought thought Oliver real, Platt is the fat guy in everything. He he's caught a real did. break. I know what you're fucking. Lastly, lastly, I just want to—he's not in the movie much, but I want to give a shout out to Rip Torn. Oh hell he's yeah! Playing Deputy Butch Prescott, the only like non-dipshit cop that Charlie Sheen works for before he becomes like an undercover going into the fucking like biker gang thing. Rip Torn is a non-dipshit cop uh-huh. in everything he's, he's turned so up. So good, I love him. He's Max in Beastmaster, and mostly like the thing I remember most probably for—he's Scully in Summer Rental. The, the the former pirate who owns a fucking disgusting pirate ship fucking restaurant who they turn into a fucking sailing vessel mm. kills it. him and fucking John Candy together in that thing. They're just chewing scenery out on the open water. Great times, late at, career Rip Torn. At least Rip Torn is finally reunited with his friend who had his head bitten off by a bear. <laughs> John Candy famously R.I.P. Yeah. Head ripping off by a bear in yeah. the opening credits of Camp Candy. Also, Rip Torn. Coolest name yeah. ever in Hollywood? Oh, hey. I don't know. And you never bragged about it. Tagline of this movie. Daddy, would you like some sausage? That's a tagline of uh, fucking... Freddy got fingers. Freddy's yeah. got fingers. That's the one. The other one is... Uh, Freddy's got scissor hands. Some men are meant to stand between good and evil generic makes this movie sound way more important than it is but the plot let's get the plot here plots very real dan saxon is an undercover cop who infiltrates a biker gang to nail the scum behind a drug smuggling operation in order to maintain the trust of the gang's leader he must commit ever more dangerous and heinous crimes just how far, there. quote unquote, beyond the law beyond will the law. Saxon go? Beyond the law. Big fucking question. Is beyond he lose the law. himself? Is he gonna still stay a cop? I don't know. You don't know until we fucking sit through beyond the law. Until we sit through the next fucking segment of our thing, which is bullet it's called points. Shoot him up. It's called bullet points, Matt. Oh, okay. We've been doing right. this for a while. Yeah. I don't know why you can't sync up with me anymore. I'm just trying to we learn. We should have things. To learn these. We I'm should have things going. Fucking God damn it. God damn it. I'm gonna I'm gonna redeem myself at our classic end of the show bit. End of the show time. 
bullet points is when we dip into our notes and we dig through everything that we thought about when we were watching the movie. Everything that stood out to us. Everything yeah. we feel that needs to be said. Every every said that needs to be said. Matt, what was the first thing that fucking jumped out at you when you were watching this movie, Charlie Sheen starring Beyond the Law? They showed a title card at the beginning and instead of mm. doing the like the, mm. here's the story, let's get it out of the way, they did the classic like, Here's a parable that has to do with this movie. But they they did it on a red screen, which I thought was weird. Are you doing a oil that is? Are you doing the Ernest P. World version or the TV version? Is there an Ernest P. World version? I'm not familiar. He was dead in the movies. Oh, that's right. And then Steven Seagal, his co-star, old Big Tits. Mm. Wasn't she Ellie Mae? Probably. I literally haven't seen that since opening weekend. The Beverly Hillbillies movie from 1990s. All I know is that uh, uh, Dietrich Bader plays. He definitely the played son. fucking uh, Jethro Clampett. Jethro, uh, yeah. I have rewatched the first three episodes of the actual TV Drew show. show recently. Oh. No, fucking from the 60s, and they do not hold up. They do not hold up. I'm not gonna like work them in with my Andy Griffith show. You need to be watching the monsters. It's, just, it's not streaming, man. I've, Find I've it. looked at it. It's not streaming. It's you not need to streaming. start streaming stuff illegally. I all right. Hey, hey, all you crooks out there, hit me up. Where can I get those the monsters fucking streams? Send me links. Send me links. I'll get you a fire stick. Mm. I actually have one of those. I just don't really know how to use it. Oh, I'll jailbreak it. No, you show. gave it to me. It's jailbroken, and you gave it to me. I just don't oh. really know how to use it. Well, that needs to be jailbroken again. It's probably bugged out since it's then. It's been many years. It's, it's got been like a many, six month shelf life. Many fucking years. Uh, but yeah, opening shot is is on a desert. Yeah, it's just like it's real hot. There's like a lot of like heat waves coming desert off the ground. It's very like uh, fucking Lawrence of Arabia because there's like a, a guy on a fucking motorcycle coming out of the distance and you see him slowly, slowly getting bigger and bigger and bigger. But then he like finds some sort of like desert cave and he stomps in and like yeah. horror movies fucking music starts up. Yeah. And we hear like children laughing all creepy and I'm yeah. like, what is this? I thought this was a Charlie Sheen fucking infiltrating a biker gang movie. Now it seems like I'm watching like a fucking Nightmare on Elm Street guy molest. One of them classic cops raping kids movies. And that's what happens in this first fucking scene. Like it's just like a cop raping a kid down in a fucking cave down in the desert. It has nothing to do with the rest of the fucking movie. Like but clearly he was getting raped, right? Yes. Because yes. like the, there was like weird like. Mm, mm, we're worried that it's like maybe our main character but later it's fucking like put out there like yes it is this is charlie sheen's character as a yeah, kid yeah and we're told that he was handcuffed to a chair for three years handcuffed and beaten for three years oh, like three years they say three fucking years wow. like and also we hear rape noises so no wonder just, he did that shit understand to, uh... like Raped and beaten for certain, but three years straight, like, there's no way he's coming out of that because we're told eventually, like, he gets a hold of the guy's gun and shoots, shoots him in the heart yeah. six times. Great, great. But still, 
He's full on fucking Nell at this point. Like he yeah. doesn't understand human language. He can't nah. interact with. He's not becoming a small town desert town cop or whatever. As we meet him in the first fucking thing, this guy's fucking insane, right? Like full on fucking insane. I mean, I guess it depends how old he was when it Tain happened. Tay in the wind, well, two in the whip it He was like fucking five or whatever. We'll say it's like five to eight. Chained chained to a ch- fucking chair for three years, those yeah. years, and beaten and clearly raped. Because they don't say it, but we hear it all the implied. weird... It was implied. The giggling. There's so much giggling. Like, no it's wonder... Like childhood innocence gone, I get, but it's still no just like... No wonder he did those things years later to Lucas, other ways, you know? Other ways. Chuck Sheen grows up fucking... From all accounts and by all accounts, I mean just uh, fucking uh, Corey Feldman yeah. rapes Corey Haim on the set of fucking Lucas after this. Like, I don't know. What he went through as a baby. This is just supposed to be a dumb podcast, but we're putting together, I, I feel like, just a little bit yeah. of like. We're getting to the bottom of it. Strings connecting to other strings on a cork board. Like, Feldman. Are we going to be able to prosecute somebody by the end Feldman, of this podcast? Feldman, call us. We just turned this podcast from an action movie extravaganza into one of them real crime shits that all you fucking dorks love. And women. Dorks and women. Women oh, yeah. love it, too. Women are dorks, too. <laughs> I would agree with that more than anything. What I want to <laughs> agree with, what I want to agree with is what's going on in this next scene when we are revealed that this is all a Charlie Sheen fucking nightmare, yeah. and he's sitting in a despicable little... Just like dirty one bedroom apartment. Yeah. With a turtle named Harold. Who he's keeping in a small bowl. Yeah. Just a small bowl. Like he doesn't even have a he full have a fish tank aquarium. for this fucking and he's like rattling around like, what's wrong with you, Harold the Turtle? Like, oh, I want to kill myself that, every like, day, Charlie. The Sheen. bowl you live in is like four inches by four inches bigger than the diameter of your body. I don't even have enough water in there for you to get your head all the way under it. Not even enough water for him to shit in and drink. Like, uh. there's nothing going on. This is despicable pet keeping, and it's never addressed. No. The entire rest of the movie, he's just got this fucking little turtle in this slightly bigger than the turtle bull rattling around like yelling at him and we're supposed to think like oh he's got a turtle pet that's nice like i really like him rocky kept his fucking turtle in a whole aquarium man yeah rocky was half retarded as a character yeah. can we agree with that Are absolutely we agree with that absolutely he, he was not 100 like oh he was on the spectrum as far yeah. as his mental acuity goes right he knew like I got a well, pet this turtle. Has, this guy has a little room to walk around. You know, you know. It's not even one bedroom I'm living yeah. in. This is a little fucking shack and fucking yeah. fucking outskirts of Philly or whatever. Yeah. I should put my turtle in like a good like fucking. We gotta give him some room. That's at swim, least a fucking tank, like, man. Stand around, you know. What are you thinking? This is, we're supposed to like this character first off. He's got this fucking animal trapped in solitary. It's true. You this do is hate despicable. animal cruelty. This is animal cruelty right out the gate. Yeah. Right out the gate in this fucking movie. Yeah, so we cruise right along now. All of a sudden, we're at a construction site where some guy... Destruction site. Yeah, hell yeah, gets shot They're at. blowing things up. I don't know if they knew what they wanted to build. I don't know. They shot something, and all of a sudden, Rip Torn's there, and he's like, we got ourselves a shooter. I'm Rip Torn. And then, I really thought we were going to get much more Rip Torn I was after hoping. he showed up this early, and yeah. it was like fucking Sheen's like fucking... 
partner, and I was like, oh, he's going to be his partner through all like, this? Hell yeah, hell yeah. Anytime you're chewing scene and it just goes... Here's a Instead, it's like this is They're really good the together. first of two scenes he shows up in. There's a fucking Indian medicine man, an old Bogus Charlie. guy. Bogus Charlie. He's in the hills. He's shooting at our fucking bulldozers because he doesn't want us building stuff on top of poltergeist esque fucking like I don't know yeah. fucking like yeah. I saw the bodies. Or whatever. Yeah, there. there's bodies everywhere. There's curses everywhere. Charlie Sheen. This is like the scene. This is like, little terrible night for a curse. As you got in the, the screenwriting rules, the old saving the cat scene or whatever, you got to have your character like do something nice so you know that he's the good guy. Yeah. Save a cat out of a yeah. tree. This is yeah. him like. He goes and hey. talks to this old fucking Indian guy instead of just like hey, crazy smoking him like any yeah. any fucking real cop would. A cool like, cop. He's, he's got a gun. He's shooting at us. Any cool cop smoke would him. Do. Any cool cop. Any fucking double C cool cop. Bam! Smoke this motherfucker. He's like, hey, hey, let's talk about it. And the guy's like, I've got like real principles why I'm doing this. Or don't I? Also, Charlie Sheen, you're so fucking handsome and charming. Yeah. I'm just going to give you my gun after fucking with you for a minute. Let's call it even. You throw me in jail. Also, you destroy all this land that used to be my people's land. That's fun. That's Re- fun. Whatever. Whatever. But real quick, though, uh-huh. bogus Charlie, the Native American medicine shaman, mm-hmm. he takes a look at Charlie Sheen. He goes, bro, I know you ain't been sleeping good. And Charlie Sheen's like, well, how do you know that? And he goes, because uh, I'm a fucking shaman. And he's like, bro, you got... You you went down into the devil's house and lost your shadow, bro. Hang a bell. Was it Jim Morrison? Yes! Amazing. Did he have a naked Indian? Yes! Wow. I have to ask you. Didn't you think it was a trifle unnecessary to see the crack in the Indian's bottom? Yes, absolutely! I had the same dream. There's a lot of talk, just like fucking generic fucking talk about yeah. like wisdom, just like Indian yeah. wisdom. You gotta, you gotta meet your shadow. You gotta go, go way down in the hole. And also, this is the beginning of being like Charlie Sheen's gotta like go down and like do some dark shit. But this is also the beginning of like people being like Charlie Sheen, you're such a good actor. Like you're killing with me with how seriously haunted you are and yeah. seriously dark you are. I liked it. You're killing it so much, I'm totally believing it. I liked it. I don't even know if you're a real cop anymore because, like, your acting is so good Yeah. I think that you're just, like, a really dark, really suicidal, insane person. He is. He's brooding. Person, he's brooding, bro. Which is good because he's not actually good at that as an actor, so it's good that all the other characters are constantly telling us how good he is at it, so that, so that we know. I thought he so did a great it. job. You think Charlie Sheen did a great job yeah, in this movie? Yeah, he was movie? doing a great job. Cool. He really rode the motorcycle. We got a lot to talk about. That's because he was already in the race. He knew how to ride a motorcycle. That's the only thing he had going on, going into this fucking thing. Yeah, you got a fucking skill. Use it and use it again. Good for him. So old Charlie Two Dogs is like, mm-hmm. hey, man, mm-hmm. you want to hear a really long joke? No. Because no, I, I can tell one no, about Charlie Two Dogs. Uh, okay, we're going to hear it. Hear it goes. You want to do you it? You want to hear it? Hear it goes. So uh, Charlie Sheen, he gets a call. There's a there's a Native American gentleman That's shooting right. at a construction uh-huh. site, right? His name's Charlie Two Dogs. Mm-hmm. And he goes up there and he's like, hey, Charlie Two Dogs. And then Charlie Two Dogs is like, how? 
And he's like, what's that? He's like, that's how we say hello. He's like, okay, man. And he goes, ethnic stereotype. He goes, you can ask me any question, Charlie Sheen. I'll remember it. And he's like, what? Two lifelines. He's like, anything in my life. He's like, anything that's happening in my entire life, I will remember it. And he goes, okay, what did you have for breakfast 23 years ago today? And he goes, eggs. And Charlie uh-huh. Sheen's like, how would, how would you remember He's like, that? son of a bitch, that's Jesus. impressive. So like a couple days go by, he sees Charlie two dogs again. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, I, don't, you know, I remember the, uh, how, how you say hello to him. You know, going on in here. So he walks up to Charlie two dogs and he goes, how? He goes, how? Mm-hmm. And Charlie two dogs goes, Smoking. scrambled. <laughs> so good. Get it? So good. You get it? We went a long way, and then we got to the journey. That's up to you if you want to leave that in or not. It was worth it. Yeah. Oh, that's staying in. That's staying in. Yeah. So now the nightmares continue. Yeah. A lot more like montages where he's having nightmares, fucking shit like that. At first, I was like, is this a real thing going on or is this like i don't know but i was like oh no our main character really yeah. went through this this isn't freddy krueger time yeah. like he was a child we're bringing it molested back again. and beaten by a man second time in was like in a five minutes motorcycle fucking thing like this is very very serious i'm guessing he's going to be like very adverse to being around a motorcycle because of this but that doesn't come in that no. never comes in it's just mm. Oh, Rip Torn, by the way, is like, hey, I can tell you're having nightmares. Yeah. Here's a gift. And he just gives him this like toy sheriff star that he had when he was a kid, I guess. Yeah, useless. But also like the main bad guy, like fucking bad cop who's the boss is like, fuck you, you've been doing yeah. things wrong. And then Charlie Sheen's like, I'm a loose cannon. I'm going to throw you against the and fucking I know lockers you're, and scream you're you. You're on the take, you fucking piece of and shit. he is on the take because we get a scene where we first meet Michael Madsen. Blood, blood. Blood. The leader of the fucking biker gang. He's just in casually, casually in the fucking yeah. police station. He's like, here's money for you. Here's money for you. I'm Oprah. Everybody gets money. Yeah, nobody, yeah. nobody fucking arrests me. And yeah. Rip Torn's like, I don't know about this. My eyebrows are going fucking wacky a little bit. But like main fucking guys like, I love it. I love it. Counting all this money. I'm so dirty. But then Charlie Sheen's like, I'm a good cop, even though I'm haunted. Yeah. You can't handle the truth, everybody. man. You can't handle the this truth. This is where our plot comes in. He keeps in. saying that. Because black guy, FBI guy comes in. Yeah, he's, he's like, like, bro. I'm all business. Hey, bro. I don't really care about being business. Do you see my fucking suit? Everything about me is business. I work I'm for the feds, serious. motherfucker. I want you to go undercover to take all these fucking biker guys you got down. To. I need you because we already have all our own biker guys that are established later on in the movie. But for some reason, we need you a local yes. fucking deputy in a small town yeah. who's so insubordinate that he Absolutely. like assaults his superior and gets I know, thrown off the fucking I know like, you quit your job like earlier that. today but coincidentally I'm at your house and he's also like also I have a psych profile on you and I know that you got beaten while fucking chained to a chair for three fucking years so I know you're extra crazy so like I'm masturbated also, to I your file you I mean I read your file also this isn't disc qualifying none of this that no. i read about you is like oh no red flags here it was like no this is the guy we need Hell this yeah. is the guy we need he was chained to a chair and beaten for three years straight he Clearly. hates bikers <laughs> they'll never turn them and now we got a movie now we got well a movie. no no because he's like you get the fuck out of my house 
And then in the very next scene, he's like, yeah, I'll do it. A lot like a fucking Stone Cold, where it's like a, an initial renege. We're following the classic hero's journey of the... At the, least in Stone Cold, like, <laughs> Bosworth right, was like, get listen, the fuck out of my listen, house. Stone Cold is a way better movie than this. Yeah. We don't need to start an argument about you're it right, right now. Okay, I'm sorry. You, you can continue with what you're saying, but yeah. I just yeah. don't want you to come up on me so raw, because we can, we can continue yeah. understanding no. that we both yeah. understand right, that okay. Stone Cold yeah. is... A way, way, way better movie. Stone Cold, like the cop shows back up and he's like, Well, I guess I'm stuck with you. But in this one, Charlie Sheen, yeah, he's just the very next scene, like, Yeah, I'll do it. Yeah, what the fuck? I'll do it. Now we got a movie. Now we got a movie. So we get like the first of seven or eight montage sequences. Oh, there's a lot of montage. Like the whole second, like the whole second third of the what film is just 108 minutes of this movie we're always trying to keep 90 minutes to the movies we watch this, this could have been a 77 minute film here. there's at least 18 minutes of montage yeah. in this movie that could have fucking i really think this could have been a 77 minute movie here so much like uh seriously we get the montage we're just like we learn like oh no this is charlie sheen's character he is the one who's yeah. tied up he is the one who's Hell, this abuse happened to him. Blah, blah, blah. It's pepper. Then we, then we pepper that in with just him, like, unsuccessfully trying to be an undercover narcotics yes. agent. Right into a montage of him. I've grown a mustache yeah. now, so that means I'm undercover. Why won't you sell me drugs? I hang around in scumbag places. Like, like if I've I got showed a mustache, up, I'm Charlie Sheen with a mustache. If I showed up anywhere looking like that, trying to buy drugs, and they were like, bro, you can't buy drugs, I'd be like, why not? And they'd be like, look at your mustache. And I'd be like, oh. You're a cop with a oh, cop yeah, mustache. Yeah, 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 like, yeah. get out of here, yeah. man. Like, come on. Yeah. Come on. He's like trying to buy guns and fucking the dirt bags from three ninjas are giving him the runaround. He's in a he's in a random fucking dirt bag bar. He meets yeah. Virgil, our next main character, Tom Virgil, Nuttall, who's just yeah. like, hey, I'm maybe special needs. I don't know. I'm like, thinking about running for fire There's chief a lot of someday. stuff going on in my brain that's not clicking on all cylinders. Yeah, I've always wanted cool. to be a cop. Hey, I'll do anything you tell me to. Yeah. And also, I know everything about motorcycles, Nate, even though I'm functionally retarded. Nate, he's a real badge bunny. <laughs> he is 100%. He's into cops. Because this cop's just like, hey, uh, I'll put this like fucking like little fucking, you know, toy badge. star toy badge on Rip you. Rip Torn gave me this. You want it? On the parking lot. If you just spend, I don't know, the next year of your life. Hard to say. Dedicated well, he grew his hair out. to helping yeah. me become an undercover cop infiltrating because... We get another montage where Rip Torn's teaching him everything about taking a motorcycle yeah. engine apart. Also, build me like a $20,000 bike, and I'm not going to pay for you for free, it. For yeah. free, I guess. Also, his hair's growing out. His being Charlie Sheen's. His beard's growing out. He's not. He's no longer just like a cop with a mustache. Now he's a guy with a closely cropped beard, long hair, and like some... Almost long Some hair. bangs. Some like really nice bangs. Yeah. Some like... Rachel from Friends Bangs, like which is what yeah. bikers totally looked like in the nineties. They were all just like, "Give Absolutely. me the Rachel, give me the fucking Rachel." That was, that was what was going on. He looked more Courtney Cox than Rachel. Maybe so. Maybe that's true. Yeah. I was just trying to fucking like <laughs> take him down, masculine. But, but you're, you're more, you're accurate. You're more accurate. Yeah. 
Either way, I think we need to get on the table right now. The most of this movie is hinging on the fact that Charlie Sheen has gone so deep that he's mostly a biker guy. Yeah. Like he's no longer a cop anymore. Yeah. Much like a Larry Fishburne in a deep cover and whatnot. However, oh, yeah, he's just Charlie Sheen with a very closely cropped beard and a fucking lady from Friends hairdo. <laughs> so, yeah. like, he's not believable as a fucking out-of-control biker at any point. Like, I believed it because he's such We even a good get actor. part of the montage where Rip Torn, like, makes him a fake biker vest that's like a jean vest with, like, a fake biker gang. No, Tom Nuttall makes him the fake uh, Tom, vest. Tom yeah. Nuttall. Sorry, yeah. the, my mistake. The Tom pythons. Nuttall, fucking, uh... Deadwood makes him a thing, and then he then he pisses on it, just like soaks it with his piss. Yeah, like completely soaks it. And he's like, "Now you look dirty enough to be a real biker." And Charlie Sheen's like, "Womp womp," and I'm like, "Hey, number one, Charlie Sheen still doesn't look like a real biker. He just looks like Charlie Sheen with like housewife bangs." B, yeah. never had a biker in my life that rides around and piss covered clothes like yeah just smelling a piss disgusting piss covered clothes that's not a thing that guy you guys that, are on the road sure like they're they're dirty they're like that, picking up some dust and whatnot they're not covered in piss that guy that came in the bar the one night and like picked barb up upside down and smelled her pussy oh yeah i bet he smelled low like rent piss. kevin nash he probably smelled like he probably piss. smelled vaguely like piss he didn't smell like Every inch of his clothes was That's completely saturated in human urine. My like, my biggest This is insane. This my, is insane. My biggest problem was never like, oh Charlie Sheen, you can't pull this off. I just kept thinking like, Charlie Sheen, you just look like Charlie Sheen and three musketeers, mm-hmm. but you're dressed yeah. like a biker. And also you don't have an Oliver Platt to be your sidekick. Yeah. You just have like a fucking a John Nuttle from from Deadwood. Which is good. It's good. It's I pretty mean, good. I probably would have appreciated it if he just would have kept like the long hair, no beard, uh, hopper look in uh, uh, sure, hot shots. Sure, sure, you know? yeah. Uh, fucking the Michael beard Madsen. makes him look fat. Michael Madsen. Michael this movie Madsen's fucking cool. Is the head of the gang. Yeah. He didn't bother to grow anything. No. He's clean cut, short, like yeah. fucking like working in an office guy hair. He had and a, no beard. He no had a mustache, longer no hair, nothing, hair like, later in his career for yeah, no reason. Like, I'm not going to do nothing yeah. with this movie. Charlie Sheen's like, I'm going to do a good year's worth of hair growth to fucking... Clearly. And he doesn't sell it. He still doesn't sell it, even when he has all the Matson has the better agent. Oh. Because, like, Charlie Sheen point, was like... At this point, yes, yes. Charlie Sheen's like, oh, yeah, I'll do whatever. Yeah, just give me the movie. Yeah, I'll do whatever. And, like, Matson was like, I'll do your movie. I'm not going to change my hair. I'll wrap I'm one bandana beard. around my forehead. That's it. That's it. And he was right, because he looked like Elvis whenever Elvis was pretending to be a biker. Oh, yeah. I could have seen him do like some cool Hawaiian shit. shit in this fucking movie. That's Michael Matson sure. kills it. So either way, he fucking sneaks into the gang. What happens? Nuttall takes him to a wedding okay, that so Michael like, Matson's gang After the 30-minute long montage where Nuttall's like teaching him how to take apart a fucking motorcycle engine piece yeah. by piece and everything else. And it's just like, at this point, I'm thinking like, oh, this guy's some sort of like biker savant that knows everything, blah, blah, blah. But at every other point in the movie, he's functionally retarded. Yeah. Like, and everybody treats him as if he's functionally mentally retarded. They so call like, him dildo, Nate. Is he Gomer Pyle where he's just like, the only thing he understands yeah. is engines? Because like, yeah. if that's a fact... 
it's never made clear to us. It's always just like, he's talking, he's being like charismatically dumb. Everybody's talking to him like he's full-on fucking functionally disabled. But then also he's like, Charlie Sheen, over the course of the next year, I'm going to teach you system by system, point by point, everything you know to be a real biker where nobody will ever call you out. It's like, which is it? Which is it? Is he retarded or is he just like our guy on the inside who's very fucking... It's weird. He's just borderline handicapped and not very cool. Also, what's weird is Linda Fiorentino's character who, like, Charlie Sheen pulls over as a clean-cut cop before he, like, gets thrown off the case and is like, I'm pulling you over for going over this speed yeah. limit or whatever. Do you have like, any idea how sexy you were going? I'm very sultry and very scantily clad and very much in a topless fucking Jeep fucking Wrangler. Like, surely we can work this out. Sexually. And then, like, all the cops go by, or the, cops, the, the, the bikers. bikers go by in a big fucking thing, and Charlie Sheen starts having biker flashbacks. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. he's like, oh... Well, we get a lot of flashbacks. Yeah, like, oh, yeah, I was chained to a chair for three yeah. years and raped by a biker. Blah, 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 blah. It's like a three mile fucking, literally, like this movie could three, be could three, be twenty minutes Nate, shorter if Nate. you just cut out the like miles and miles and miles of footage of bikers just going three, by, going by, Nate, going by. Three years in chains and uh-huh. raped by a biker. Mm-hmm. Those are my two favorite rappers right now. Oh, fuck. They got all those cool-looking face tattoos, yeah. and they've got so much You know that cred. group. But Lauren Fiorentino, this Italian fucking bitch, whatever, she's establishing yeah. the scene because she's going to come back later yeah. when Charlie Sheen is fully fucking bearded out, fully bikered right. out. Virgil has taught him everything about being a biker, and he's like, who's she here at our fucking biker wedding that's the first biker thing our kick-ass biker wedding and they're like oh we do a lot of just really really illegal things out in the open we're a hugely illegal ring of just like drug selling murdering and all this shit and this is the deep in the trenches fucking you know photojournalist that we allowed to follow us and you know just like keep track of everything we do because we're gonna allow her to do a big time fucking story about us in a national fucking news thing like that's going to expose the fact that we're gigantic yeah. criminals and everything we're doing and we're into it we're into it she like it's fine it's paid fine blood we accept it we accept five it 5 grand to follow them around 5 grand pictures. to follow you around and take pictures of yeah. all the illegal shit you're doing and yeah. then completely expose them in a national fucking news source and then you're all going to go to jail and everything no. you fucking do is over, she was like, making a book yeah making a book first of all like this is so anachronistic because, of course, journalism Women doesn't can't exist write. anymore. Yeah. Journalism was Women only for men back then. Uh, paying someone to go months deep in something where they're just like not going to come back with you with like five or six stories a day that you can then like SEO onto the internet and like fucking try to make go viral. She That's fucking insane. A book. This is this is old ass old ass shit that doesn't exist. But also in the time did not fucking exist. These bikers aren't letting her fucking they hang did. out with them and it, photograph it's a, based on a right. true story, Nate. This is another gigantic thing that needs to be fucking based on a true story. Any fucking movie that like puts based on a true story for it, there's like a whole legion of fucking morons that follow them around and be like, I love anything based on a true story. Based on a true story means good. Like, it's good. Like, look, true story is fucking awesome. Like, look, 
Uh-huh. Frank Dukes was at Fire and Ice Bar and Grill right. on 159th uh-huh. in Orland. All right. I don't know what, what else you want me to tell you. Frank Dukes of uh, fucking. Uh, of the hit movie Put Up Your Blood Dukes. Sport, Bloodsport fame. I know what you're saying. For, first of all, first of all, fucking. Based on a true story means nothing. Oh. None of this is fucking real. B. Based on a true story, if it really did follow the, the, the base of the thing, would be the most boring movie ever. Why are there legions of like weird old white men on the internet who follow every based on a true story movie and like give them online reviews like it was based on a true story. That's so fucking cool. Like you won't see any other movie. It was based on a true story. Like that's the equivalent. A, this movie's bullshit. It's not fucking true. B, it's the equivalent. It's more boring if it is if we're following Nate, what was happening. It's on, the equivalent of a millennials story. listening to true crime podcast. Podcasts. I thought that was all just housewives who were like, ooh, at any moment, some guy could smash through this window and take me right on this fucking kitchen table right now. Well, ooh, don't ooh. let their husbands know. Ooh, ooh. I'll let you husbands know. Ooh. This is why they're listening it's to It's called him. consensual It's all rape fantasy. Husbands, fucking cut your wife off of that shit. Consensual you ain't making them orgasm in the bedroom and now yeah. they're having a rape fantasy. Come up with a safe word and put your hand on her throat Come already. Eileen. Where are we in this movie? Like, It doesn't matter. No, uh, where so are we we're in my the, notes? <laughs> we're at the wedding. Uh, they get married. Fucking Charlie Sheen hooks up with fucking blood because mm. he starts a fight with mm. fucking Theo from fucking uh, son-in-law. son-in-law. Theo from son-in-law. And Theo's like, oh, hey, yeah. hey, I'll do anything you want to do. We're going to play a game. Which is cartoony because like this guy outweighs Charlie Sheen by like 300 pounds. Charlie Sheen pulls a gun on him. And it's like he's never seen a gun before. Right. And he like pisses himself and he's down on his knees and begging. And everybody's laughing about it. And they're like, Charlie Sheen, you really fucking took Theo out. Now you're in our gang. But why aren't they like oatmeal? The guy who's supposed to be our big enforcer. A guy pulled a little pistol on you and you pissed yourself and begged right. and cried in front of all of us. You're out of our gang now. Yeah. <laughs> like We got a tough gang that we're trying to maintain. Why isn't he kicked out of the gang? It's like... He- Treated as a big comedy scene in the middle of a thing that has got no other comedy scenes. He pointed a Beretta at your belly. You got uh-huh. a, you got enough fat there where the worst sure. thing that was going to happen is what you're, do you you're, felt that? you're shitting in a bag for the rest of what your life. What do you felt that? But we get a lot of like biker gang lore here where it's like, he was making fun of my colors. We know that you can't talk bad yeah, about somebody yeah, else's yeah. colors. And like, oh, he's talking bad about your colors? Yeah, that's yeah, 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 colors. Yeah. I understand now. He's talking about your colors. Like, you're super cool. We should let you into our biker game. Let you motorcycle club, motorcycle club, motorcycle. Also, yeah, he's got fucking Virgil, fucking guy from Deadwood makes him a fake one, fake pair of, of like fucking. We are the like cobras or whatever. From pythons, like the pythons from Cleveland, Ohio. Cleveland, Ohio. Like, I know the internet's not up and running, full on, full on, but like. This is a biker gang of like thousands of guys. Like at yeah. no point is anybody just like, "Hey, I know bikers from fucking Ohio." That's not a. Gang. That's not a that's, thing. That's There's not, not one of those from club. like yeah. I think he's a fucking cop, probably. Like make I him he's a cop. make him a fucking vest from a real fucking motorcycle club from a real thing. Sure, it's not gonna be from around here because you don't want people. But like. A real one, a real one. You don't just make one up. That's so easily disproven. Virgil, A, I don't believe on any level that he's like, I'm going to 
be your fucking deputy and do anything you need me to do right now because I drank one drink with you in a bar. And B, I don't believe that he knows everything about being a biker that he taught him. And, and C, I definitely don't believe that he can make you one fake vest of a biker club that does not exist and everybody's like, oh yeah, that seems real. You're I was, fine. Hang out with us. I was just expecting Virgil to double cross him at any moment. At any point, I was expecting Virgil to become a plot point in this yeah. movie. And he never does. Yeah. It's always just like, oh yeah, he's just that like uh, halfway retarded guy who got us where we needed to go. So the story can Long be story skinny. Long story uh, shorter than it needs to be. <laughs> here's what happened is Bubbles looked great in her wedding dress. Michael Madsen mm-hmm. marries her mm-hmm. to high side. And then Michael Madsen's all like, really like the way you pulled that gun, bro. Why don't you come be my bro? And then he's like, uh, I'll probably do that. And then like the photography girl's like, oh, hey, you're that cop that pulled me over. And he's like, don't tell anybody. And she's like, I got no allegiance to you, but sure, I right. won't. Right. And so then like. No, because wait, wait. What? She thinks he has a nice face. Yeah. That's why she recognizes him under the beard and all the hair. It's because it is nice. Years later, because it's clearly years later. This is why she's willing to put herself in what we learn later her small child, <laughs> yeah. her small child in total risk of being killed by biker gangs to have a weird relationship with him because he's. I think you have a nice face. Uh, you gotta, you gotta, you got a pretty smile, Charlie Sheen. That's what she said to him. So what happens? They go to a different bar. They leave there, mm-hmm. and they're like, "Hey, man, like." We took you, Charlie Sheen, to this redneck bar. Okay. Now yeah. go ride your motorcycle. The, this is part of the initiation. They're like, rednecks hate bikers. And I'm like, news to me. Like, every time I see I rednecks they were hate bikers, same, they're thick as fucking thieves. But it's like one of those classic, just like, uh, where are all the white women at? Like, yeah. fucking, like, guys in fucking cowboy shirts tucked into their jeans yeah. bars, which, and they're like, Charlie Sheen, bet you 50 bucks you won't ride your fucking hog into the... And it's hilarious. The scene's great. He rides it so fucking fast through the front fucking doors of this bar. He knocks a fucking guy over. Like, it's a great fucking little stunt. Like, he goes in full speed, knocks a fucking guy over, careens into the fucking jukebox, and then it's just like full-on bikers versus, like, fucking cowboys, like, like fucking fist fight. I'm loving it. It was legitimately Sheen who rides the bike into the bar. Like, everything looked so dangerous and so out of control, and, like, I think they probably broke a lot of, like, bones on a random stunt guy. Yeah. It was great. I was loving it. Then we're all just hanging out, like, now you're part of the fucking gang, blah, blah, blah. But they're like, we beat this bar up. Let's go to a titty bar. Jump cut to breasts. Breasts in the movie, which yes. is a great fucking thing. Like, as <clears throat> soon as they walk it. in the we door need of the titty it so bar. Bad. We need it so bad. It's they're like, thank you for this sticking with us. There's also a billiards bar. Like, Linda Fiorentino is playing fucking billiards and Charlie with Sheen's no bra on her. And it's like, I see everything jiggling around. I see her yeah, bending she's over. She's not wearing a bra. I'm going to do a weird thing. He goes over and he bets the fucking hillbilly she's fucking playing with. Like, I bet you she can beat you straight up, blah, blah. Turns into a big bar fight. Yep. He looks like a huge pussy during all of it. Like, they beat his ass until Linda Fiorentino helps him. And well, I'm she's like, like three inches taller than him. Sure, sure. <laughs> Gotta be. And this is, this is the point. Throughout this whole fucking movie, other than this one scene, Charlie Sheen is like 
cold cocking dudes like two and a half fucking feet bigger than him and they're like not just selling it they're going like flying back like three fucking feet and it's ridiculous it's one of the main reasons why you don't buy him is like this, a tough as nails fucking biker through this whole thing because he's just like their little midget fucking clown like and through the whole thing here's the thing though like uh-huh i genuinely like charlie sheen like do you what do no. you think about it when he shows up in a movie it always, always just sends it. A, always no, it. I'm always like, do not ah, like it, that was Sheen. fun. Ah, Charlie Sheen. I'm always like, right. you're all right. You're just gonna do your Charlie Sheen thing, and that's it. This I'm movie never into it. This movie needed to see what was that one uh, with uh, Elijah Wood? The I don't feel safe in this place anymore. Is that the name of that one? Oh, I don't feel at home in this world anymore. It, whatever it very, is. Very modern movie for Elijah this, Wood. This movie needs to see that movie. Where he, yeah, where he's where it's throwing... Like guys three inches shorter and just overcompensating, trying to be some ninja badass, even though he's clearly not. Right, right. Like, that's... Which I feel like they do that scene over and over and over again, though, but I'm still just never buy it. I'm just like, Charlie Sheen, you don't pull this off. Like, I don't buy... Especially like, well, that's the thing, like that, and that's why that movie succeeds is because they're like, that's Elijah Wood, you're in on the joke. But yeah, this one's yeah. like, no, 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 Charlie Sheen, yeah, yeah, he's this a one plays everything so straight, and like, yeah, there we go on with so many scenes where they're not only just him trying to play a badass, they're also him trying to play a haunted, yeah. like, fucking yeah. conflicted good guy who's got all this shit going on. And every time he tries to get more like complex than just yeah. like I'm Charlie Sheen, he looks more and more unbelievable and the deeper and deeper into like right. story this movie gets the more i'm just like you're failing more and more and more like as it goes on this movie lost me more and more and more whereas like stone cold which says the exact same fucking plot that yeah. this one is doing is like it was just that dumb explosion movie all the way through this one's just like no 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 we're getting serious now more character stuff more than i'm just like uh, you're getting worse and worse the more and more you fucking do that shit. I'm gonna plow through a whole bunch of stuff here because it just yeah, gets. Please it do. Just please gets do. I'm caught up. Here. I'm spinning my fucking so, like, wheels. All that happens, he he's like, I want to fuck the photography girl. They're all like, you can't, and then he fucks her, and then she's all like. I got a kid, and he's all like, turns out I'm a fucking family man. So he meets the fucking kid. That scene is insane. He, he does this weird French he goes accent. He from being an insane biker to, like, doing, like, a, like, oh, I'm a childhood TV character, and I'm going to make you milkshakes. Yeah. yeah. And this is the first, A, this is, like, they fucked once. He hasn't yeah. even gone home and come back. This is no. the first night he's ever been in her house. Yeah, she was she's like, like she's I like, have a kid. She's like, you got to go. I got to go pick up my kid. He's, he's like, like, I'm going to stay in your house as a stranger. Go get your kid I've never I met. really want to meet your this kid. This is safe. This and is she's all not safe. just like, that's dumb. I don't want you to meet my kid. Get the fuck out. Sounds like you're going to murder me and then rape, murder, she's like, rape my child. Oh, really? Very intriguing. Maybe you're like an actual good guy or whatever. Yeah, hell yeah. Let me go get my kid and bring her to meet a guy who I know who is deep undercover in a drug dealing biker ring yeah. trying to take them all down. Surely my fucking four-year-old daughter should meet you. I'm acquaintances with all those people, by the way. And then he's all like, yitty, yitty, yada, doing yeah. clown shit. And the little girl's like, ha, 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 loving it. And she's like, perfect. We're a family now. We're absolutely what is happening? a family. What is happening in this dumb cunt's mind? She's not a character, so you can't be like, 
her character is blah blah blah. She's barely exists in this movie, but like, what the fuck? Like, Sheen won her over with his fucking uh, nice lady Everything she's doing as a fucking journalist, not believable. Everything she's doing as a mom, despicable. Like, she does not register as a human being at any point in this movie, Linda Fiorentino. Like, good God, within six hours of fucking this guy, who she knows has a very, very dangerous job, Deep, 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 deep undercover in a bike. Right. She's like, you're just living at my house now with my young daughter. We're all hanging out, just like tickle fighting and having great times. What the fuck is that? What, what? the fuck is this Here's insane? the thing. It's what, insane. What it's telling you is what this movie does wrong, because right after that is this is another montage scene, and we come to find out that this movie <laughs> likes to have really long scenes, uh, long scenes about the things that aren't important, uh-huh. and then montage scenes about the story, which of the movie. should have been the story. Yeah, so the yeah. next montage scene is drug dealing montage. He's just like buying guns and buying drugs, buying guns and buying drugs. But then also it's bonding with the little girl montage, which is yeah. totally completely <laughs> adverse. So we're just getting like snippets of him. Hanging out in scumbag places, buying drugs or fucking... And then, like, snippets of him, like, in the house, like, throwing a little girl around, like, yay! And you're like, no, this is the heart of the movie. This isn't the thing you get get rid of, like, in a fucking two-minute fucking montage thing. This makes no goddamn sense. It's this stuff right here is why he... And Copland are so long, man. <laughs> and then it ends in a fireside chat with him and Virgil, a guy from Deadwood. They're yep. next to a trash can fire. Yeah. And Virgil's just like, I'm going to lay everything down with you right now. Like, uh, they're calling me Dildo. I don't like it. Like, I, I don't think he's a part of this gang, but he's like, I don't want to ha- I want to hang out with this gang anymore. They're like, I got you into because I know so much about this gang inexplicably. They're calling me Dildo. Like, it sucks. Charlie Sheen's like... Listen, man, like, I'm going to have heart-to-heart with you. Like, I think you're retarded. I don't know. Yeah. Are you retarded? Well, Virgil was like, I don't know what a dildo is. I, that's the thing. That's the stinger of the end. He's like, hey, man, it's terms of endearment or whatever. Like, they're just razzing you because you're part of our crew. Blah, blah, blah. Don't worry about it. And then he's like, what is a dildo, though? And I'm like, you're like a 45-year-old man. You're offended, people, can't, but you... You don't know why. You don't know what a dildo is? is? Like, what universe is this fucking thing taking place in, this fucking movie? My grandfather Mm -hmm. called people Didlo all the time, D-I-D-L-O. Uh-huh. And, like, we never knew what it was. Yeah. I figured it was just, like, a Polish swear or something. Sure. He'd be like, ah, what a Didla. It it was Didlo, but he he has the Chicago accent, so it turned into Didla, you know? My stepdad, when I was four years old, had a biker gang, actually, friend named Mickey died many many years ago but mickey was around when i was a very young child there was a point where he picked me up and like put me up upside down and was shaking me when i was four years old back when he was still alive and i told him put me down you fucking dildo i don't know where i had picked it up but i had known what a dildo was It's because you were you were charlie sheen like tough at a young age 1985 yeah as a four-year-old child I knew to call a guy a dildo. Yeah. My parents were horrified. They yeah. didn't get it. But it wasn't like a thing where like a 45-year-old man wouldn't know what this word yeah. means. Yeah. That's fucking insane. What's more insane is that after all this montage, we go into another montage yeah. that's just the biker gang on a road trip together. 
Well, where are we at? I don't even know where we're Matt, at now. Matt. This movie lasts 18 minutes over our 90-minute threshold. Yeah. There is a scene where we just watch the biker gang all together, hundreds and hundreds of them yeah. on the road, and I'm like... Oh, when they're riding to San Carlos? This is taking too long. This is taking too long. And I'm like... Well, that girl flash. And then a girl... <laughs> it's like you're reading my notes. I'm like, yeah. okay, at least one random girl on the back yeah. of the bike flashes the camera. You're making it worth my while. If we're going to watch these random bikers, yeah. worth my while. And then this They were nice cans, Keeps too. going, like, minutes and minutes after that. I thought that, we'd get I'm a like, second set of cans. This scene is still going. And then I'm writing all these notes about how... This scene is still going, like, mm-hmm. and how this needs to be cut down. And then I look up, and after writing all these notes, the scene's still fucking going, yeah. man. Like, yeah. montage scenes, they last for 90 seconds. This one is like five and a half, six minutes of just hundreds of bikers right. biking down a so, fucking highway. And I'm just like, you're so, 18 minutes over fucking 90 minutes movie. Like, what the fuck? We got... Where are we? The, Where ba- are we? Basically, I thought we were building to, like, the third act here. But all yes, this, all I this, did as well. All this montage was doing was building to well. the end of the second act. Oh, my God. Oh, uh, my God. All these bikers, they're going to San Carlos. Price, the, the black uh, federal agent, uh-huh, uh-huh. he's all like, Sheen, I don't... I don't want you joining this gang. And this is our first. He's like, like, I'm in too deep. I'm part of the gang now. This is where we start to get the I'm yelling at you like I'm a real gang member. So this whole biker montage going to San Carlos. Also, when Charlie Sheen does any of that stuff, it's very unbelievable. It's it's comical. Anytime he does high drama, it's very, very, very laughable. There's two cool things about that ride where all those bikers are. First one's the titties, right? It's the titties, for sure, yeah. It's just a nice big set of natural knockers. Knocking. Knockers is the word. They were knocking back and forth. I really like that scene where Sheen breaks away from the pack Gets into oncoming traffic, yeah, like, and this is all a real shot. He's on a bike, and he gets he punches ahead of everybody. I need to be first, all the way to the front, and it's just him and Michael Matson riding next together. I thought that was a really there cool are some fucking diesel scene. shit with him and Michael Matson yeah. just like fucking like these guys point have, breaking each other. Like who's the fucking more I mean, badass guy? Like, you can tell point breaking each other. You can tell how sure. much coke these guys were doing offset. Yeah. there's a chemistry more there. coke than I've fucking seen in my life. Oh, you kidding me? But yeah, you're talking about like fucking getting us through some fucking things here right now. This is the point where my notes, like, I just stopped caring. So mm-hmm. my notes, like, don't even exist anymore. Yeah, that's how like, I write them every week. It's man. just like the third act, yeah. like, should have built to something, but instead it's just like, where are we even going in the third act? I don't care. I'm not paying attention anymore. I am blind drunk at this point because, yeah. of course, I was drinking while hell I was yeah, hell watching yeah. this fucking movie. You got like, to. Uh, I've got a note that's like, he meets with the FBI guy, and he does a big, fuck you! And I'm like, he's full Nick Caging overacting yeah. right here. Like, for fucking sure. There's a point where, like, there's an FBI guy in the fucking biker gang. Yeah, that like, came to the called meet. Out. But before before he went on the ride along to San Carlos, he was like, I'm going to join the Bloods. And Price was like, don't join the fucking Bloods. But the feds want... You felonies to join the Bloods, yeah. man. They're like, the feds want to send an undercover cop along with you. And he's like... This guy gets fucking... He's like, I'm not doing that. He gets poked out real quick. They're yeah. like, hey, that was a fucking bike that got fucking confiscated two months ago. That was my brother's... 
Yeah. Scooter. Scooter. They call them scooters. Yeah. I fucking hate motorcycle gangs. They got the dumbest, lamest words for fucking everything. They're the nerdiest fucking losers. Can I tell you something? Fucking ever. Can I tell you something? Okay, yeah. Titter said to Tudor, that's a bad motor scooter. But Tudor said to Tatter, uh-huh. yeah, but mine's badder. Is that a thing they say? I hate that. I hate everything he just said to me. I wish I was dead. I wish I was fucking dead. Wish I was never born. Jesus Christ. Ugh. But yeah, he's like, oh, this guy's getting called out. I'm going to need to beat him half to death so they're like, I don't get called out too. Which and is to one of the best life. scenes of the movie. Which is, yeah, he does save his life a little bit by beating him half to death. And like, I'm going to prove that I hate cops, blah, blah, blah. That's one of the great fucking scenes yeah. of this movie. Fucking old. He starts having those Vietnam flashbacks. And he starts he's having these fucking he starts Vietnam flashbacks. Putting a little extra in there. He's he starts it. laying into him he a little bit. He's doing like he's working stiff. Deep voice guy fucking voice though, and just like Charlie Sheen, you can't pull this. Mm. Off. He keeps in, trying to intimidate people like he's Stone like Cold it. Steve Austin, and you're just like yeah. you're Charlie what? Sheen, and he's yeah he's what? four inches at least shorter than everybody throughout this whole movie, but he just keeps like throwing people around like they're on wires, like it's a yeah. kung fu movie. Yeah, That's cool fucking insane. I love like, it. At one point, like they're the bikers are robbing a fucking Korean grocery store and like Yeah, a bunch of shit happens where Charlie Sheen just keeps going deeper off the rails and like even old girls like, Bro, you're losing it and he's like, You're the one thing I love, but I don't give a shit. And she's like, I love you too inexplicably, so I'm gonna yeah. stick around yeah. fucking even though I have a daughter and shit. He, like, get, he gets it, he gets it twisted. Even though you're doing very dangerous things that I know about and should not know about. He gets it twisted. He starts this is what the this is what bogus Charlie was trying to warn him about. He's like, brother, you're gonna lose yourself. Oh yeah. And he straight up did. He's like, You're gonna lose yourself trying to find yourself. Mm-hmm. And he does. And he Even thinks, though I told you to go into the dark right. fucking uh, hole earlier, right. you've gone too far into the dark hole. But that's how you... you find yourself. Oh. It's the only way Is you it? can. Is yeah. that the only way you that can was do the it? only way you could do it. So he had to. I guess it all worked out then. So he gets too far into it, and he's like, Michael Madsen's my only friend. And so he goes on a little trip with them, and Michael Madsen's like, I'm glad you're here tonight. We're going to kill a Korean woman and yeah. rob a grocery store. Yeah, Theo from Son-in-Law is just, like, fucking robbing this place. And he's like, you shouldn't. And he's like, I'm going to. And then he punches him. And, like, five Theo foot five again. fucking <laughs> Charlie Sheen. And, like, six foot even, like, 450-pound right. fucking Theo. He just goes flying back, like, five feet and knocks over, like, three fucking rows of, like, displays of convenience store shit. I'm like, this is wild. This is wild. But then Michael Matthews like, I'm going to take this cartoony scene and make it serious. I'm pulling out my gun and I'm going to shoot a tiny Korean woman in the heart. And he does. And it gets pretty serious. Well, it was almost not cartoony except for that casing didn't come all the way out on the fucking stunt. Okay, okay, fucking trivia guy. Either way, fucking Charlie Sheen's like, oh, I'm so sad. I'm crying. You shouldn't have done this. I'm breaking character in front of you. And I'm like... Oh, is the next scene when we all go fucking, like, skydiving in Point Break? But no, the next scene's just like, everybody's been sent to jail and we survived. We are the cops. We're having a big fucking plan that worked. Here's Charlie Sheen who did it all. And I'm like, did they make the climax of the entire movie happen off screen? Yeah. Well, the and cli- 90% they did. 90% they did. 
the real climax was Charlie Sheen thought he was totally into this motorcycle club. Yeah. And then as soon as blood he killed that arguments girl, with Linda Fiorentino, like, he yeah. saved my life. I'm, I'm really in fucking his gang now. I and really she, am a fucking deal. She was like, dude, you're a fucking cop. Yeah. And also, what are you, a little boy? You're talking like a dumb little boy. Like, and guess he was, he was. But then once that Korean woman got shot in the heart, I guess he, he realized everything. Like, well, because he had a flashback. Yeah. When About he, to when he was a when little he Korean killed woman. somebody, <laughs> and then he held the Korean woman and goes, oh! he straight ran, and that's the out climax right of the, the film. Thing. Yeah, and, and the, but then it's just like we're not going to see anybody arrested. We're not going to explain how the best part, anything that he got dude. together, just just it's. We're going to let you know. I assure you, all the bad guys from like six states are arrested now, and then he's like, wait, wait, I'm Charlie Sheen. I think that maybe we shouldn't end the movie like this. You got we need too to drunk. have at least one scene. You got too drunk. Where I fucking arrest Michael Madsen face to face after they kill the Korean girl. Yeah, he decides to like cooperate with Price, and like mm-hmm. they do this big reveal where Price is like, "You're not going to believe this. Somebody was an undercover cop." And they like present it as if we don't know, and it's like, "Bro, I've been watching this whole movie. It's right. fucking yeah. Charlie mm-hmm. Sheen." Mm-hmm. And then he's like. Brace yourself. It's fucking Charlie Sheen. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, dude, I've been watching the movie. Clearly Charlie Sheen. And then, like, it was great because uh, Sid Maria watched, like, a couple seconds of it, just, like, coming in and out mm-hmm. while I was watching it. And she saw that scene, and she goes, huh, yeah, they showed every cop that they showed earlier, huh? Because they go out of their way to be like, that's Absolutely, the cop yeah. from that, in- that, that situation like right the, there the laugh olympics that's like, that yeah, cop 100%. who pulled him over there that's the other cop and they just do like hard like look at his face that's him but then they're all just like yeah charlie sheen good dude and they're like we're gonna arrest all the guys at varying times and it's at varying times so varying we don't have to times. show you right now just what believe me it happened what a leap but then they're like price is he's all like hey after they it. do the fucking narration yeah. though that wraps up the entire movie, then right. they're like, now we'll show you what should have been the climactic scene where Michael Madsen and Charlie Sheen come face to face. Yeah. And he just motorcycles out to his fucking like uh fucking trailer and is like, I'm here to arrest you. I'm really a cop. And he's like, You shitting me? You're a cop? And he's mm. like, Yeah. And he tries to pull a gun on him, but Sheen pulls quicker and shoots him. Yeah. And it's like the climax was actually the denouement. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. We treated what should have been the climax like just falling action. Like, yeah, also Michael Madsen, the main bad guy of this movie, we took him down too. Even though we already told you that three states full of like fucking like yeah, bikers. Fuck that. Like, they've already been taken down. You, you, it was they, weird as hell, they man. Did, well, they did it all. Like, I all they had to do was be like, you have the big reveal, whatever, and it's just a quick thing where it's like he's been working with us all the time, and you know we're gonna not do even this, like blah, a blah, tense blah. scene where it's like we know that he's fucking undercover, and we know that they know, but like they still got him. Like they didn't do any of that shit. The, they, any what, of that shit. They what they tried to do, but they did it wrong. So like they should have just done like he's gonna help us do this, and you're like son of a bitch, he's back in it, I guess. And then you have that big showdown with him and Michael Madsen, and you have him ice Madsen, because it was just a fucking Western at that point. Yeah. With who can draw first? And Madsen's then, real cool. He's still like, like a great performance throughout. Oh, all absolutely. This shit. Even he though the it. 
movie's he's, over. He's the MVP of the movie. It doesn't matter anymore. Absolutely. He's still, yeah. MVP of the movie, Michael Madsen. Oh, yeah. For fucking sure. So, like, uh, Sheen had the door locked, and they're like, we can't get this fucking trailer door open. We're all grown-ass cops, and there's no way we can get this door open. There's a lot of weird shit yeah, that going on in the third but act of this movie. Either way, just have him come out of the trailer, and they need to be like, what the fuck just happened? And he, all he needs to do is just be like, it's done, and walk off. Mm. That's how you end it, mm. man. You give him the fucking dirty hairy mm. ending, you know, where it's just like... They give him the cool it. runnings ending, though, yeah. where he... They all give him a slow clap in a fucking, like, boardroom. Like, yeah. they're like, he did everything. He's great. They give him a slow clap. And then they're like, and then next we're going to go to this climactic scene. Yeah. And then that's going to be in the movie after we've already explained to you that everything's fucking worked out. Oh, he shoots that guy. And then those all those dudes he was good with are no longer good with him. Right. Even the cops were all like, you son of a bitch. You fucked this up. It's so fucking it's weird. Really weird. But then the actual last scene is like he's shot Madsen. He comes out of the fucking like trailer. All the FBI guys are like, what happened? And he's like, it's over, whatever. Then he's parallel to the opening scene where we see that fucking biker cop yeah. coming into the desert. We just see him going out of the desert. And like he's slowly stripping as he just out. walks yeah. out into nothing. And I'm like, he's way chubbier in the strip scene right now than he was in the like sex scene with Linda Fiorentino yeah. middle of the movie. He was cut earlier. Where he's like... He was cut pretty That well. scene was cut so weird because they both had like the same hairdo that I yeah. couldn't tell who was who. Where at one point I was like, damn, Linda Fiorentino's back is like fucking built. And I was yeah. like, oh wait, that's Charlie Sheen. I don't know what I'm looking at. But like after this, like his back is like the last thing you see for a long time. And I'm like, well, he's got like love handles and shit. Like that ain't his sex back that he had when he was fucking Linda Fiorentino halfway through the movie. Second MVP of the movie is Linda Florentino showing those natural B boobies. Yes, she like showed everything. A little in bit this of crotch terrible panty. movie. And uh, that ass and a thong. The MVP of just showing everything yeah. in terrible '90s movies that aren't going to make a profit. <laughs> like, God bless her. What else God she bless get naked her. in? I mean, Jade fucking most famous. Oh, yeah. But other than that, like, that was her career. It was like 90s erotic thrillers. That's what she fucking did. Yeah. Yeah. You know what we do? Uh, We talk about that guy that was in Jade, and he was all like, I don't remember the movie. It's clear enough to know what she's talking about other than her being naked. But after this... We take a little break. We let you people The thing I alluded to earlier that we call the end of the thing. Upcoming attractions that we're going to be talking about. And then we come back for this last segment, which is where Beyond the Law enters. The end end of the thing. Day. Oh, fuck. I'm way off. you're willing to get smashed. You're doing pretty good up to there. Never ride a Brahma bull. Strap on your seatbelt, get ready to fly. When you can take a bus. That look like the work of two bit hoods? Yeah, pros would have used my keys. Never rob a bank. Get back what's mine and kill these men, okay? 
run by bigger crooks than you. Hey, man, that's what friendship's all about. Never resist an arresting officer. Cowboy, let's pull off some steam. We gotta talk to the man upstairs. You stand my tail. No problem. Never start at the bottom when you want the man on top. Never dive from the 20th floor. We're gonna jump. I hate you for this, Harley. I hate you, Harley! Unless the pool is full. You guys are a piece of work. Shoot him! Mickey Rourke, Don Johnson, Harley Davidson, and the Marlboro Man. Can't believe you shot me! Saturday at 8, a group of violent men who have outlived their time are about to make one last stand. William Holden, Ernest Borgnine, and Strother Martin star in Sam Peckinpah's The Wild Bunch. Judgment Day is where we, the podcasters, look out to the world, to you, the people out there on the internet, and see what you had to say about the movie that we watched on any given week. Generally, it's, uh, you know... It's a segment that uh, we do with two people. Two men are always in here talking back and forth. Uh, I say generally because that's not the case right now. Look, I'm going to level with you. If you've listened to this podcast this deep in, you might have noticed that yesterday when we were recording this, I was a little bit wasted. I'm allowed. I'm a grown-up. Quit judging me. There might have been a point during our recording of Judgment Day where an uncharacteristically sober Matt looked over at our little setup here and was like, wait a second, is is this thing still recording? And I was like, Matt, you dumb son of a bitch. Why wouldn't it be recording right now? Trust me, I'm behind the controls, my man. I could be drunk and podcast and done it a million times and know exactly what I'm doing. Okay, yeah, so none of it was recorded. It all just, we were talking to nothing, talking to fucking nobody. I'm sure we were spitting some fucking gems. There was audio gold coming out of our mouths, doubtless, doubtless, but it's been lost to history. Nobody will ever hear it. Um, I figured, though, you know, we promised you a judgment day coming out of that first first chunk of podcast, and we're going to deliver. So I'm here by myself. I'm going to read out these reviews real quick. We'll get through it. and. Maybe this will be a new thing for me. This could launch a one-man podcasting career. I could decide Matt's been weighing me down. Anchor. Dragging me. Soar to new heights after this. As per usual here, I've got two one-bullet reviews and two five-bullet reviews of this fine film right here. Uh, First off, we have a one-bullet review from a Letterboxd user, Gary Mason. Gary says... I feel like I've seen this exact film a few times now, and the amount of enjoyment you'll get out of it is entirely dependent on how much you like whoever is being sent undercover. This time around, it's Sheen, whose charisma manages to make everything he does at least watchable, even when he is fairly crap, like in this one. The hilarious rig, wig, and beard aside, he's struggling here with his attempts at showing PTSD from childhood trauma being particularly woeful. This was my second Sheen vehicle of the day. Sounds like a great day. And it definitely looks like he was really into his overly long sex scenes around this time and picked his scripts and directors accordingly. The film itself is poor overall, though. 
There's a scene early on that ends with Sheen telling Courtney Vance to get the fuck out of his house. And the very next scene is them two stood outside with Vance saying, I knew you'd get in touch. Proper lazy editing. I'm also assuming everyone who gets involved with organized crime immediately stops watching films or TV because it's the only way to explain how different gangs get duped by the main undercover guy giving a severe beating to the other undercover guy they've rumbled and planned on killing. They've rumbled. I don't know what that means. Entire criminal empires coming undone because lads can't spot a trope. One bullet from very British letterbox user Gary Mason. Uh, he's not the only person that didn't like this one. Also got a one-bullet review from an IMDB user here named Pegman1. Seeing the words realistic, fantastic, etc. ad nauseum in conjunction with his movie or Charlie the Sleepwalker Sheen's performance makes me wonder why I was the only person who didn't receive free drugs with the movie's rental. Plot has more holes than Swiss cheese, and special effects are like most movies nowadays. Poor, because computer generation cannot recreate the excitement of actual crashes of real vehicles. Madsen plays Madsen, which in itself is not bad. And Sheen, well, he at least tries in this movie, but I'd rather be dragged kicking and screaming to the ballot than sit through this mess again. One bullet from IMDb user Pegman1, who apparently saw a version of this 1993 low-budget movie that was full of a ton of computer animation? I don't know. Is there, is there another cut out there I missed? Five bullet reviews. Let's see who really liked this. No surprise, this next one. This this is guy who's going to like this movie. If anybody. This is a five bullet review from an IMDb user named BikerGuy3. In my opinion, this is the best movie of Charlie Sheen's career. I have two copies of this movie and watch it several times a year. It's based on a true story and is realistic of what happens when a cop goes undercover and a fairly good depiction of the biker lifestyle. Sheen is very believable in his portrayal of Dan Saxon. The real Dan Saxon plays an extra in this movie, so I'm sure it's realistic as it could possibly be and still get made in Hollywood. I figured out who the real Dan Saxon is, but since he's a former undercover agent, I don't think it's right to say who it is in this format. There are some parts that are obviously enhanced for dramatic effect, but these parts shouldn't be held against this otherwise well-made film. I don't know for sure, but I'm guessing the parts with the Indian bogus Charlie are more a product of Hollywood than reality, but this is only my speculation. This is definitely a movie that you should own and watch instead of seeing the edited version on TV. Why it never got critical recognition is beyond me. It's better than most movies that get nominated every year that aren't worth watching once, much less owning on DVD or VHS. Buy it. You won't regret it. Five bullets from IMDb user BikerGuy3, who's on the page of a lot of old men I saw out there that are generally very impressed by any movie that says it's based on a true story. Old men fucking love that shit for some reason. Well, this guy fucking tracking down uh, Dan Saxon, apparently, doing some sleuthing out there. He was so into this. It's uh, Wow. Big fan. Also a fan. Letterboxd user Grudge gives this five bullets. Grudge says, When you watch Beyond the Law, you will find out three things. This movie is probably the best undercover cop movie regarding the biker topic. Charlie Sheen probably delivered the best performance of his entire career in this surprisingly realistic film based on a true story. And finally, 
that Chris Ray songs work much better in the context of this movie than one might ever be able to imagine. I have watched this movie countless times by now, and every time I have a blast with it. Sure, if you were looking for more action-driven stuff with tons of explosions and over-the-top portrayal of the MC scene, you might enjoy Stone Cold a little more. I do. And did. But in my opinion, Beyond the Law is an absolutely superior film, even though I absolutely enjoy both films. Okay, thought you were shit-talking Stone Cold. What works way better here is the way the bikers are portrayed. Each of them looks quite unique, and just as in real life, they also have their own flaws. Often the outfit doesn't seem well-rounded, which gives this bunch realistic, I-don't-give-a-damn-about-society-standards vibe. Some of the other movies regarding this very topic took on. Sure, they look more perfect. The belt buckle matches the necklace, etc. I don't know what any of this means. But Beyond the Law took a lot of time to create characters you might actually come across in your everyday life. Like oatmeal. Always meeting oatmeal. Also, the fact that the real Daniel Saxon was on set during the time the film was made guarantees some little extra details about how things really went down. Of course, I assume that there were still enough liberties taken. This story is pressed into an entertainment product, after all, but it is a nice little extra for sure. As far as negatives go, I actually don't have any. I always enjoyed the entire film. There was never a scene I would like to see cut out, and the performances, especially by Charlie Sheen, is incredible. This movie come out as he was on top star of the game. And films like Hot Shots and Loaded Weapon 1 was the real shit. And even though Beyond the Law also has some comedic elements, mainly via the character of Virgil, this movie never went too far and instead chose to remain serious for most of its runtime. Five bullets from Letterboxd user Grudge. Now generally this is the part of the podcast where uh, I turn things over to Matt. And then he gives us his final thoughts on the film, his bullet rating. I've got some vague booze memories of how that went down uh, yesterday, so I'll recreate a little bit. He was like, me, 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 I think I like this movie a little bit better than you probably like this movie. The reason I like it is because I'm big time Charlie Sheen stan. Chuck Sheen's my guy. I love the guy. He had pretty hair with beautiful bangs in this movie, and I liked it. The movie's not great. It's a little weird. It's got some problems. It gets boring and long, but somewhere middle of the road, two and a half bullets from Matt Ostrowski. And then I was like, Matt, 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 Matt. Let me lay things on the line for you here. Charlie Sheen is a bad actor. There's no reason to like him. This is one of his corniest and lamest performances ever. This is a bad movie. However, not as bad as I thought that it was going to be, just in terms of quality. It's much more of a... What the fuck am I watching? Weird out, just a strange, strange film, especially in the third act. So I didn't hate it. It was entertaining. Then Matt was like, yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. We're all very entertained. And then I was like, you know what? I'm in the same ballpark as you. You liked it a little bit more. I'm going to go two bullets, not two and a half. We'll have to agree to disagree just on that tiny little half a bullet quibble. And then we had a hearty chuckle and decided time to sign off the podcast. Uh, Coming up next week, hopefully we'll have two hosts back. We've got one more week left in our August-long Hog Wild tribute to the 80th anniversary of Sturgis. Of course, we're not going to get out of this month without watching one of the corniest fucking films in my childhood. Harley Davidson and the Marlboro Man. It's a big one. Coming up next week to close out August and then get ready. 
We got a super long September. We're gonna get serious. We haven't gotten serious in a while. We're gonna dig deep into a director's career. It's gonna be Bloody Sam Timber all September. We're talking about Bloody Sam Peckinpah and five of his iconic action films. Look forward to that. But next week, Harley Davidson and the Marlboro Man here on Baby Oil and Blow. All you listeners out there, we're gonna need you to stay single. It's a long road when you're on your own, and it hurts when they tear your dreams apart. And every new town just seems to bring you down, trying to find peace of mind and break your heart. Use a friend